folks. Welcome to another episode of Catch Up, the podcast about contemporary hip-hop that examines where hip-hop has been, where it's going, and where it is. I'm Jordan Suwami. I'm James Rathbone. And before we get started in the episode, we just want to give a big shout out to everyone who joined us live at the rec room for our DJ Academics episode. It was a very special evening. It was much better than I expected. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, mean, I, I thought it was going to be good. Don't get me wrong. But it was amazing. I had such a good time. Everybody I talked to had such a good time who was there. Yeah, it you know? really could not have gone better. Um, if you listen to, if you haven't listened to the episode, it's our most recent one before this one. Um, and it was great. TJ Academics, was he was great, man. Yeah, he was, was like, ideal interviewee. And even beforehand, we had dinner with him, and he was just really... He was like he was a lot like he was on stage, just really smart, extremely funny, mm-hmm. and just like I don't know, I I I was really impressed with his whole demeanor and the way mm-hmm. that he handled everything. He was absolutely. just so professional and so uh, generous. Yes, absolutely. He was like, "I'm an open book. Literally, ask me anything." Yes, he and said that beforehand to me. He's like, he's like, I'm not one of those people that you know you can't ask me anything. So like. You know, just ask me whatever. And yeah. I was like, anything? <laughs> I think we asked him everything. The one thing I regret not asking him about, he mm. did reference it sort of obliquely, but we didn't ask him about how he felt about the Erica Badu uh, calling him oh, the, yeah. the mouse thing. Yeah. Tom or Jerry. I can't remember which it was one. Jerry. Jerry. Yeah. I'm sad I didn't ask him about that. It would have been funny. Yeah. The only thing, like, probably because he could have handled it well. It's a hard question to ask because, like, yeah. what is the answer? Yeah, what, what is even the question? So how did it feel when uh, we was all, everyone was dunking on you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. How your face looks like that mouse from the cartoons. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, but yeah, uh, to everyone who's a, anyone who's a new listener, we have uh, a pretty long history of doing this podcast now. It's like uh, well over a year. So we you should go back and check out some of our, our older episodes. I think some favorites are the Metro Boomin episode, which is episode 20. Um, we did a, a an episode, one of our really early episodes. We kind of like went through the origins of the Drake and Pusha T beef. That's like episode four, maybe. It's like way back in the day. Yeah, and just like poke around, see see what you're interested in. There's a mm-hmm. lot of good stuff out there. Yeah, for sure. And uh, thanks for joining us. Also, want to give a special shout out to one person we met there, Simran. Did you meet her? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay, you didn't, but your wife did, and I did, and she's she's oh, a listener. Oh, I did, I did. I did meet her. I don't think I actually ever got her name. Though. Okay. That's yeah. yes. Okay. Well, uh, Simran, if you're listening, what's up? Like she said to me, she's like, wow, you know, I just listened to the podcast and I don't have Instagram. So I don't know what you guys look like. And it's just so crazy to hear your voices and now see your faces. Did you think that she meant that as a compliment or as like a mild insult? I really can't tell. I hope that, you know, she, neutral. It was a neutral. It was a neutral. But I also did think about that. I was like, hmm, she didn't say either way. If she was like, yeah. oh, you guys look cool or anything like that yeah yeah it's a hard line to uh you know when you're compl- con- talking about someone's appearance hard line to kind of take sometimes you know like yeah it's like like flattery is good obviously but it's also like yeah she doesn't know us. she doesn't know how we're gonna kind of take something that's like true. that that's true that's true i will also say one other really funny thing that this reminds me of is like one of the other funniest things someone has said to me about listening to the podcast it was like a friend of a friend i was at a party mm-hmm. and these people at the party were catch-up fans but i didn't know them at all mm-hmm. they were just friends of my friend and one of the guys was like you know when i first was listening to the podcast i was like huh it's kind of weird how that one that one guy says the n-word <laughs> and then i then i found out that you're black <laughs> and he's like he's like i know james and i was like i don't know it's weird that james is cool with his with his white friend saying the n-word <laughs> <laughs> that is 
Oh man, that's so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, just imagine. He's like, James yeah. is an otherwise reasonable guy, but he lets his white friend on the podcast say the N word. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's weird to me. Um, yeah. Uh, there you well, go. Well, if, you, if you have, if you don't have Instagram and you don't know and you haven't picked up on it, uh, this is Jordan speaking, and I'm I'm not white. In yeah. fact, I'm a black person, mm-hmm. the it's only true. person who is legally allowed to say the N word on this planet. Yeah, it's true. Facts. Yeah, it's in the, it's in the Constitution. Yep. The UN Charter rights. Yep. International uh, law, you know, admin, admin law. Real estate law, naval law, any kind of law. <laughs> Man, we've lost the plot. We yeah. should, let's bring it back to the center. Yeah, we should talk about what we're talking about, I well, guess. Well, first, today's episode is about the album that came out on Friday that none of us thought would. It's Kanye's newest album, which is called... Jesus is King. Indeed he is. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll get into that later. But before that, we just want to do some housekeeping stuff. Mm-hmm. So... First of all, we have a Boosie Fade coming up. It's number 41. It's Friday, November 8th. It's at the shop in Toronto. And um, this is our second last one on our current schedule, which is monthly. It, moving into 2020, we're going to spread them out a little more. Um, so it'll be like every few months or so, which is what it was like when James was living in New York and I was living in Amsterdam and we were both flying back to DJ this party, <laughs> which is uh, hilarious to think about. And worth it. It was worth it. It was yeah. worth it. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So this is definitely one you're going to want to come to. There's going to be some big birthdays happening. Mm-hmm. Just like there's just good energy when there's birthdays going on. Mm-hmm. And um. Yeah. It's just I don't know. The party's gonna, fucking great. And they're going to be getting more scarce. So enjoy yeah. it while it lasts. It's true. It's yeah. true. It's very true. Um. Got King of New York next week at TIFF. Yes. Uh. It's a movie from the early '90s directed by Abel Ferrara. If you haven't seen it. It's going to blow your mind. Like the cast alone is is insane. It stars Christopher Walken as this gang kingpin known as Frank White. Um, it's also, you know, got a lo- young Lawrence Fishburne. You got David Caruso. You got Wesley Snipes. It's like Steve Buscemi's in it. It's like a crazy cast. And it's just fun seeing Christopher Walken play this, this gang kingpin because he's so good at it. And you just never expect that man to use his forces for evil. Mm-hmm. And... It's crazy because, like, this role is, like, iconic in hip-hop because uh, it's so iconic that the Notorious B.I.G. nicknamed himself after Christopher Walken's character in this movie. Mm-hmm. He calls himself the Black Frank White. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyway, if you haven't seen this movie, you got to come see it with us. It's going to be fun as hell. And uh, we also have, like, a really nice party afterwards. It's a good way to meet people. That's uh, the fun- one of the funnest things about doing the TIFF thing. Um, yeah. Otherwise... Follow us on Instagram for our podcast. It's at Ketchup Podcast. Uh, Patreon. Mm-hmm. It's like patreon.com slash Ketchup Podcast. Uh, we appreciate your support. The Patreon support was instrumental in, in helping us do the academics thing. So uh, if you'd like us to continue doing that thing, please uh, consider contributing. Mm-hmm. And Patreon people who whom we owe uh, f- playlists and whatnot, yeah. we're going to get to it. Yes. Sorry about the delay. Yes. <laughs> you are very patient and wonderful. Yes, we appreciate you. Uh, okay, let's get into the podcast. So, if you're new to the podcast, uh, you might not know that we have talked about Kanye before uh, in June 2018 when Ye came out. Uh, you know, that was sort of the height of uh, the sort of Kanye backlash. And, um, you know, we kind of talked about Kanye more broadly then. Um, we're picking it up kind of from where we left off. Uh, but, you know, he's also 
if you listen to our our show before, you might know that we kind of we'll cover the whole of an artist's career to some degree. You know, we'll we'll kind of go through their arc. With Kanye, you probably know it. If you listen to this podcast, you probably have listened to every Kanye album. Like I would be surprised if you've listened. And if you haven't, you can pause the podcast right now. Note where you were if you were listening to it on some kind of analog device, which wouldn't record the time. Go listen to all of Kanye's albums, then come back and, and listen to the rest of the podcast. Because <laughs> you're doing yourself a disservice if you haven't at least tried to listen to Kanye. Yeah, I mean, I, I would I would like to think that anybody listening to this podcast has listened to the Kanye discography. If, if, you but, were, but, if you were 17 years old mm-hmm. and you've gotten into hip-hop in the last year, would you have gotten to Kanye yet, do you think? If you got into it, God, say through that is like through like f- little pub or something. Yeah, yeah. Little, you got a little baby oh, or something like that. Yeah, wow, like, that's crazy to think about. But possibly, you know, I mean, we had a listener once reach out to us from Switzerland who said he like he learned a lot from our Lil Wayne episode. He had never listened to Lil Wayne. Mm-hmm. He was like sixteen and was like a huge fan. And I was like, oh, that's so interesting. I would have, I could never envision a world where people didn't just listen to Lil Wayne, but I think that's also just my age bias, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, we're old as fuck now. Exactly. And, I you mean, are old nigga, straight up. <laughs> admit I mean, it. Uh... <laughs> Don't admit it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, you know, the Kanye sort of, the old Kanye is like the Lil Wayne heyday. It's sort of the yes, same era, right. you know? It's even a little bit before that. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, one, one, so before we get into this, just like talking about our episode from last year, uh, first of all, I just want to give a big shout out to our researcher, Corey. Corey, you're the man. We appreciate you. He, there's a really interesting note that he left in the research that where he talks about our episode. And he's like, general cr- criticisms are mostly accurate, but it's still an enjoyable listen, <laughs> which I just love. General yeah. criticisms are mostly accurate. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I'm happy to hear that because I, I also – I mean, we can get into this as we talk about this album. Like, I, I was thinking about like wh- what my reaction was to Ye. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, and how my feelings have changed in the last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, pro- I think, yeah, maybe I, first of all, I don't like listening to that album anymore mm-hmm. or like some of the, even the songs that I liked from it, I don't like listening to. Mm-hmm. They make me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I remember at the time I kind of, I liked it. Like mm-hmm. I, I liked elements of it. And I think part of that was, I thought it was an interesting, in some ways I thought I was like, oh, this is like an interesting way to like, to speak about your issues as they're going as they're ongoing and mm-hmm. like really in the public lexicon but with some distance from it i'm like it just feels like it just feels like low effort you know mm-hmm. and just like like he really just threw a bunch of things against the wall and then just put it out which is like not what he was known for before yeah and that's like the thing that kind of that's kind of like what my feeling and also for me it also feels like so emblematic of like his like mental illness and what was going on with his like mental health at that time in mm-hmm. a way that doesn't, that I don't feel good about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in, 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 in some of the press, which is around this, around Jesus King, which is, we're going to talk, talk about probably just as much as the album, because frankly, it's takes a lot longer to listen to those interviews than it does to the album. And I, you know, we spent time doing that. So, uh, and then he just kind of says a lot of really interesting things. Connie has like m- multiple times references last year as being the hardest year of his life. And that's kind of interesting to me. Obviously that like all of that process of going through the MAGA stuff, going through the backlash to his work and everything like that took a toll on him. But the other thing I, I, I kind of, Sort of, be, I feel like people kind of forget is he also put out Kids See Ghosts at the same time. It's true, and that album is is quite good. It's true. 
I like that, that that better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I think most more. people would. Yeah, and do. Yeah, uh, but it's it's kind of a funny record because if that record had come out without any of the MAGA stuff, Ooh. it would have been a giant like a it huge been deal. That's true. It's kind of like in a lot of ways, it's one of those. It's like one of those fantasy albums. It's like people are like, man, when Kendrick and J. Cole get together, yeah. that's when they're really going to foam like Voltron. Yeah, You're like, exactly. All right. The album's never coming out, yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah, You know, like these like Chance the Rapper, Charles Gambino. Are you fucking joking? You're <laughs> never going to hear that. It's only going to exist in your mind. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm, you know, that one's kind of interesting because I wonder if like, if you, you know, in reference to where Chance is, if like, you know, Don Glover is in such a place that he can like, he's like. Everything he touches turns to gold. Could he be the one person that like resurrects Chance's career? Uh, the interesting thing is like, would he risk torching I don't, I don't his think, own I don't hot streak so. on Chance? And I don't think he would either. And yeah. I don't think he should. Yeah, like Chance will figure it out on his own. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Anyway, back to, to we should Kanye. listen to one song from Kid Sea Ghost because I think That's that true. it's an album that kind of slips through the cracks for some people. Yeah, I actually quite like the song Kid Sea Ghost, like the title track. All right, let's, let's bang Kid I mean, Sea Ghost. Yeah, Yazin Bay. All right, here it is, Kidsy Ghost from the album Kidsy Ghost. Well, it took me long enough to rap on this, strong enough. Pay the shit, just gonna give up. Cause Jay just gonna live up to everything that sucks to you and us, never enough. Thought I'd be clever enough to give up while I'm ahead. I like breakfast in bed, but I love breakfast ahead. For anybody who said that I was better off dead, told them don't ever leave nothing that you ever read. Got a Bible by my bed, oh yes, I'm very Christian. Constantly repenting, cause yes, I never listen. Don't like being questioning, don't like being less than any of competition in any of my professions so i gotta guess then i gotta stay the best man what else you expect from uh mr Westman? painting from westlang on my space like a relative that you ain't seen a minute called on the telephone and when they see you they say damn you get hella grown always thought you make it but damn now you hella know let's address some topics that i can embellish on how we made enough bread for us to put some relish on i won't relish on the fact i'm vibing on the future ultra light building in the building by mutual herzog in the mirror in the office out in basil no, not Miami, Switzerland. Kids see ghosts sometimes. Kids see ghosts sometimes. Yeah, anyway, after that kind of streak of him putting out those two albums, Nas' album, Pusha's album, Tiana Taylor. Taylor. Um, he had kind of a, uh, he did have a tough year. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Kim K got robbed in Paris. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also kind of appeared on uh, some really great songs with soundcloud rappers uh-huh. that he maybe has since disowned but like Which, i love it uh yes with little pump yeah and um he had a song with exodus intention yes wmle yeah Melly. mixed personalities and the, all those songs are actually very good yeah all of them are really good yeah i mean kanye historically has been very good at bringing out the best in, in any artist he works with uh-huh you know and and he's also just like it's also interesting because thinking of those songs, it's like those artists are kind of like on the or were on the come up. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're wow, they're all like in terrible situations Except for now. Little pump, pump. Except for Lil Pump. Wow. Yeah. Wine yeah. W. Melly's probably, probably going to do life yeah. for murder, like double yeah. murder. Yeah. Exodus and Tizion is dead. Yeah. Takashi is still in prison. Yeah. Maybe getting out soon, maybe not. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's sort of a weird year, you know, he, he was, you know, he had announced Yandi like a year ago. Yandi has since leaked. I, Jordan and I were just discussing with Kyle. Kyle's listened to it. 
neither of us have. Uh, yeah, I've kind of, I kind of skimmed it on YouTube, but I I I I don't know. I don't like listening to leaks, and yeah. I and I actually thought that Yandi was going to come out, which I like in the same form, but yeah, just yeah. like with the actual proper versions of it. Yeah. So I was like, I'll just wait. You yeah. know. I'm kind of like right now as like a side note about leaks because I was like like the Playboy Cardi album has getting been getting leaked all over the place for the last year and uh, I'm like torn about it because like I love Playboy Cardi and I do listen to some of his leaks and have played some of them uh, out but I also like I'm kind of waiting till the the record actually comes out and then I'll go back and listen to the leaks. Like now I feel more comfortable going back and listening to Niyandi yes. after Jesus King is out because Fair. it's Me like too. now it's just sort of out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, you can, I, on the other hand, like listening to the little Wayne, like Carter three leaks back in the day, like some of those songs were, are near impossible to find now. Uh, so, you know, leaks kind of can serve as a weird archive as well. Uh-huh. You uh-huh. Know? Yeah, and the Carter Three leaks I remember really enjoying. They were. Better. It was also a different era, it you know. And leak leaks felt like a a gift from the heavens back <laughs> That's then. That's true. Yeah. And now it's like you know how much it's going to damage the artist, and it just feels gross to me. Yeah. Anyway, so Yandi he goes to the White House again to meet Trump, which uh, you know some another part of that unfortunate saga. Um, and depending then, on who you ask. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Imagine yeah. I was MAGA. It was like, yeah, you're like, just put on the hat right now. Yeah, exactly. The listeners can't see it, but you can. <laughs> and I don't, I'm don't. i looking at you and I'm not blinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Jordan. Very cool. Um, so, but yeah, then I think kind of the, the, maybe to me the most interesting thing uh, was him starting Sunday service in January of this year. Um, so it's like, so if you are unaware, it's like, uh, this gospel music sort of gathering, if you will, almost like a congregation, but there's not really any preaching. It's like, he gets this really amazing group of, uh, singers together and they perform some of his music. They perform, it's like sort of sort of gospel standards and like their own sort of interpretation. DMX is performed there. Chance is performed with them. And uh, then it was at Coachella, um, this mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. uh and yeah it started in calabasas it always looks so beautiful like with all those, those na- like nature like the beautiful places and like the nature that he's chosen to do it in and the amount of people that are there yeah and they're all like dressed similarly i don't like often get envious about like experiences that i don't ha- can't have or don't have because mm-hmm. it's just like in this day and age, like that seems to be what everything is trying to make you What's feel. Instagram, man. Like, yeah. yeah, that's why I hate Instagram. Mm. It's why, like, you'll see I don't post on Instagram for like a month. Uh, yeah. It's like that's like what's it. like everyone is just trying to like show this fake life, or like you know when you actually go to the restaurant and that the pancakes aren't even any good that they yeah. like go, you know to put yeah. on Instagram anyway. Yeah. Uh, but I was jealous of the Sunday service. I was like, that looks really nice i know someone someone i know just posted a photo from being there mm. and like i i i would like i think i had so much hate in my heart i couldn't even like it i was like i'm so fucking jealous man <laughs> this guy, you know yeah but it's pretty dope that he got to go and it just seemed like <laughs> it, like it was nice because in uh, other than like some of those good songs that he put out with the sort of soundcloud rappers it's like the it was like kanye is like kind of just doing a mini these mini concerts for sort of his friends and uh just 
with an like, assembling an amazing group of musicians mm -hmm. and just getting back to the music. You know, like I don't really care about his clothing line. Uh, I, it's it's fine. His shoes are fine. They're expensive. Mm -hmm. All that kind of thing. You know, I'm glad he's found success in it, but it doesn't really matter too much to me. It's nice that like him getting back to the music is like it's just like that's what we know of Kanye. It's where his genius definitively is, and that's where he's like affected our lives primarily. Unless you're like some weirdo who doesn't listen to music but really likes sneakers. I mean, they're out there. I think that there there are some people that I know that are like streetwear folk who love Kanye's music, but his clothes and fashion mm -hmm. sense is had as just as big an impact on them. I don't know about just as big, but like a sizable impact on yeah, them. Yeah, I hear that. Um, um, yeah, I guess, and I think that the thing about this is like you, I think that you can't discount about the success of his like of his shoes and you know topping the hip hop Cash Kings Forbes list this mm -hmm. past year is that. I think this is part of is what allowed him to focus on the music. Yeah. If you think about like when Ye was coming out and like the way he was talking about how he was in like $53 million worth of debt and like mm -hmm. all this, he was just talking about how his finances were fucked up mm -hmm. and you know, that's not, that's not an issue for him or this album, this, this come around. And yeah. I feel like that's a good thing, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, like, I mean, he, you know, Jay-Z had the S dot collection for Reebok in 2003 G-Unit sneakers, yeah, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. That allowed those artists to prosper and so on and so forth. A, a much bigger scale. Yes. And also, like, led to most of them, like, leaving rap, really. Yeah. I mean, they all, like, I mean, Jay-Z still, still rap, but I mean, like, Him the, selling... focus, the focus of, of their career shifted from being art, yeah. musicians most primarily to being, like, Business moguls. People. Yeah. I mean, Jay-Z's, one of the turning points in Jay-Z's life is absolutely him selling rock, his share of Rockaware mm -hmm. and the money he get, he made a sizable amount of money from that. And then reinvesting that mm -hmm. like, kind of changed things for him, I believe. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Kanye's done a lot of things in, in the past year. Like he had that very interesting interview with David Letterman on Letterman's uh, Netflix show, which is like, it's an interview that I think everyone should watch. Cause it's like, for me, I was like, this is like that. I mean, at some point he does kind of start doing the, the Trump talk, which kind of like, turns it a little bit but it's not too much mm. otherwise i feel like everything he says in that interview seems like pretty logical and coherent to me like mm -hmm. in terms of like understanding where he is as a person and just like seeing the way that he reacts to david letterman letterman does a great job at interviewing him there's also one a really amazing part where he puts letterman in all of his like all the yeezy gear <laughs> and it really suits him yeah I can it see looks that. amazing yeah it looks so great yeah, i can see that actually for that alone it's worth watching that's yeah <laughs> I mean, I honestly didn't watch it because I figured that Letterman would be really condescending. And, I know. Like, yeah, know. that's what, I, you know, um, my dear friend Alice watched it and she said it was cool and I knew that it was like right, right. good to go. Word. Okay, let's, uh, let's get to this album. Yes. The album was released last Friday um, and it had first been rumored to be, re be released the previous Friday, if I recall correctly. But before, I think even before that. And then before that, uh, Yandi had a release date. I think it was September 27th of right, yeah, last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. And it didn't come out and he shoved, pushed it back. So I think in general, like, I mean, I know for m myself, like, I was surprised that this album actually came out on Friday, even yeah. though he did. I mean, I, when he started doing like a lot of the interviews with Zane, and I was like, okay, this is coming out. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, the previous iteration when Yandi was supposed to come out, Kanye performed on SNL and said the album was coming out after the show. Mm -hmm. And that motherfucker, didn't, this shit didn't come out, you yeah, know? Yeah, so, yeah. like, I, I think, like, for me, 
like even even on Friday morning, like at midnight, you know, there's all these memes about people staying up till midnight yeah, and yeah. then putting on clown makeup because <laughs> yeah. it's like expecting Kanye to deliver on the deadline. Like yeah. you're, you know, you're a clown. Yeah. But and there's so many memes about that, which I thought were hilarious. But like it was to the point that I'm like, anybody who's staying up till midnight, like last Friday, I'm like, you're a f- you're like, yeah, so idealistic yeah, in a way yeah. that is dangerous for your yeah, life, yeah, probably yeah. hazardous for your health. So I remember I, I, you know, every Friday morning I put out a list of all the new hip hop albums and singles that have dropped. And I didn't include Jesus is King because it wasn't out in the morning. <clears throat> and then it dropped in the middle of the afternoon, like around mm-hmm. like, I feel like 1231 ish, which mm-hmm. is like on a Friday afternoon, the perfect time to drop an album. It actually reminded me of when Jesus came out because it was like everyone was listening to it at the same time mm-hmm. and everyone's talking on social media. Back then it was like I was on Twitter and I remember everyone's talking on Twitter mm-hmm. about Yeez, like having a communal listening experience. And that happened on Friday. And uh, there was a huge thread in the Boosie Fade Facebook group. And if you're a new listener and you don't know what that is, that is kind of like the that's the name of the part. It's the party that James and I started and it's the kind of genesis of this podcast. And you should go on Facebook and join it if you're not in it because the third was amazing. It was just so fun. And like I went through a, a range of emotions in mm. it. Like when the album first came out, I was like, listen, man, like, you know, Kanye said people need to abstain from sex to work on the album. Like mm-hmm. I'm abstaining from sex until this this album all the way through like 20 times. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I'm getting right with the Lord. You know, yeah, I was yeah. I was like so pleased that the, act, the album actually came out. Mm-hmm. And then as I listened to it, I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know about this one. You know what I mean? I was like, oh. And then I was like, actually, you know, it's kind of funny, like, in a kitschy kind of way, if you think about it. Like, it's like some of these things are pretty goofy. Yeah. And then the more I listened to it, I was like, oh, some of this shit actually kind of slaps. Yeah. yeah. And then the more I listened to it, I was like, all right, this album's good, man. Like, you know, I'm I'm in on it. And I don't know if that's where I stand right now with it. But, like, you know, I went through – I guess all this to say is, like, it's a short album. It's 27 minutes. There are, I believe – 10 songs 11 songs sorry yeah no i mean it's funny because uh i actually didn't i didn't yeah i didn't even feel feel compelled to listen to it on that friday i was busy with various things uh that i've only kind of got to listen to it over the weekend and you know it's a it's a i don't know my my take on it is like it's like kind of like a curio more than anything else. Like it's like, this is a, whatever this Kanye era is, maybe this is Kanye for the ret- end of time is like Kanye is now like super Christian Kanye. Mm. Doesn't feel likely, you know, you don't think it's going to last. I don't think so. No. Yeah. Mm. It is like, like what Kanye is like pretty temperamental. Mm-hmm. He gets obsessed with things. He goes all the way with that obsession and then he moves on. Like, that's kind of how he has been. Like, he's had different aesthetic modes. It's not like he, you know, there are some artists who remake the same thing over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. They do continual, like, studies in this thing. And like Future's in that phase right now. Future is, I mean, Future's always been been in that that phase. Yeah. You know, like, Future has perfected, and sometimes it's lesser Future, sometimes it's worse Future, but it's always like Future. True. But like, you know, Maybe you can, you can, there's like such an evolution to between his first three albums. It's kind of subtle, but there's an evolution for sure. But even within those albums, he dabble in different styles, like, you know, sort of the proto trap of like Can't Tell Me Nothing mm-hmm. or like the like Daft Punk, like Euro dance true, stuff. True, true. To like 808s and Heartbreaks, which like kind of busts open rap as a genre. 
My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, which is like this big sort of operatic concept album. Then Yeezus is like this abrasive, like kind of electronic infused, mm. like mm. Uh, subversive subversion on kind of rap trends. And then like Pablo kind of, again, dabbles in lots of different styles. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I mean, Ye is sort of, I don't know if you can really put it in that. It's like more like he's dabbling in his own like self-indulgence about like being as like a, you know, really, you know, sort of revealing his intimacy, intimate self, his like darkest thoughts and all of that kind of hmm, thing. Hmm. And so now we're in the, like the Christian phase, you know? Wow. I, that's very interesting. And like, it's, it's also interesting to hear you talk about like his, his albums and that chronology. Cause it's like, Man, this motherfucker has some incredible albums. He really like, does. He has some of the best albums ever. Yeah, like straight true. up. Like, yeah. and I think that's the thing that, like, you know, I can understand people being done with him for his political views mm-hmm. or for what they feel like is like low effort releases. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, this motherfucker put in that work though. Exactly. <laughs> like, God damn. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I so. I actually think more, so kind of mentioned this earlier, but I actually think the more interesting thing to talk about, or at least it puts the album in much more interesting relief is to talk about like his like Zane Lowe interview and kind of somewhat the big boy interview, but much Mm -hmm. more the Zane Lowe interview. And like Kanye, if you haven't seen it, it's like kind of like a sequel, a spiritual sequel to the one he did last year with Charlemagne, Mm -hmm. where they like walk around Calabasas. This time he's in Wyoming and it's again like, and over this one's almost two hours. Last last one was I think an hour and a half or a hundred minutes, and he kind of you know he's so earnest and he's really open and talks about so much in it. And you know it really it made me it really endeared me to him and it endeared me to this album because I you know I, I really felt like as compared to like Yay where it's like okay this sort of rap superhero has sort of fallen off the pedestal that we put him in, on it's like now i'm like Kanye has given us so much like let him do whatever he wants like if he wants to try like like i'd rather he indulges his spirituality rather than like trying kind of like trying to troll like let the progressives uh-huh you know what uh-huh, i mean like uh-huh. if this is where he's finding meaning if this is how he can sort of like you know put his life in perspective, like all power to him, you know? Wow. No, that makes a lot of sense. I agree. I mean, I do, I do think that, uh, an unfortunate, an unfortunate thing is that the spirituality is tied into the, into the trolling. I don't even know if it's trolling, but it's just like, just it's, it it is tied into the politics in a way. And in, in some ways, mm-hmm. but like, I think, uh, I don't think he would see it that way. You know, I don't think that he would, I mean, he'd see maybe that this is a, there's a Kanye-ness to all of this, but I don't think that he thinks like MAGA and like his like upsetting liberals as he like puts it in the Zane Lowe interview and how like liberals are always trying to kind of like criticize him mm-hmm. while also referring to himself as a liberal. He, I think he sees like, like religion as being above everything. You know, I don't think it's like, like we, especially sort of like coastal or like like you know university educated like left-leaning types will like draw these sort of very obvious and and actual like very real connections between uh sort of christianity especially like baptist or evangelical christianity and politics because those there is a real connection there but i think for a lot of people they would who are like true believers they would say that like my politics are 
completely removed from my from my beliefs uh-huh, uh-huh. my beliefs are above everything you know like doesn't matter who the president is it doesn't matter whoever and that's kind of the level of of faith that Kanye is talking about in this interview mm-hmm. you know so i mean i don't know i think like the notion of him like moving to wyoming and like whatever he wants to do out there if he wants to build factories in wyoming like cool you know i'm like curious to see what he do- he goes from now his he's so interesting to hear talk about things mm-hmm. and he has accomplished so much in his life like yeah maybe he'll become a cult leader that's like kind of in the cards possibly i mean it could it could happen he, he might already he might already have that shit going exactly who knows like these sunday services with all these celebrities yeah who knows he maybe he actually doesn't do anything like maybe he just retreats and and decided the ne- the craziest thing he, he could do is just not do anything in the public eye who knows yeah but like he's at this point now where it's like okay he's no longer like the old kanye he's not even the post old kanye He's like this Kanye that is like, okay, well, he's older. He's done. He's accomplished so many of his goals. You know, what's next? I don't know. I, I like that to me is, is sort of as interesting and I, as anything else about him at this point. And, and I feel like this album is just like indicative of that being sort of the trend. It's like if a few years ago, if you were like, Kanye's going to release a gospel album, you're like, oh, that's. That would be amazing. Yeah. It comes out and it's like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. It, but it's like, it just shows that he is capable of doing anything, you know? It's true. I think it's also like, you know, there's also a matter if he's capable of doing anything well, you know? Sure, of course. I think course. that the other thing, the other side to it is that I think, yeah, it is interesting that he released a gospel album. You know, I think that there's my, my, I think my only issue with this project is just like, I don't like the fucking slapdash nature of it. Oh, I don't yeah. I don't like oh, I the that. I'm gonna release the album on Friday. We're just finishing the songs. Like motherfucker, finish the songs, then tell us the album's coming out. Yeah. Don't fucking don't, you know, pick a release date, announce it, and then race to finish it. Like how about you finish something and then tell us when you're gonna put it out? You yeah, know? Yeah, like yeah. it's it drives me insane. It's yeah. just like that is it's just like it's like finishing an assignment in university when you're like not into the course. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly, exactly. It's like and that's and that's what sometimes I think the work can feel like where it's like there's some elements that really kind of like hit really well and some elements where you're just like, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, talk about uh, there's been a lot of talk on this album about the lyrics and it's just how they just like are just not great. Yes. And I think that is just like unabashedly true. Of course. But then, but then there are moments on on the album that are I think are pretty great, like yeah, pretty yeah. transcendent. Even yeah. you know, there are moments that are that I that I you know after I like listen to the album a lot on Friday, mm-hmm. and in in the days in the ensuing days, it's like the way that it's it's grown on me, like the mood and the tone of the album have really grown on me over mm-hmm. this time. And it's like you know, even even the parts where you know where Kanye, even the parts where I'm like, okay, these lyrics aren't aren't good. Mm-hmm. Kanye's voice like has the gravitas and the, like has a, a feeling and a, a his cadence and has a tone like a tonality that actually makes you feel something in your soul. Yeah, and it's like even you know even like you know on one of the songs where he's like when the Forbes cover was just a mirage and the way he says <laughs> I was like damn it was holding that Forbes cover for, away from him like, yeah, I felt yeah. it and I was yeah. like wait a minute yeah yeah <laughs> like, I was like wait a minute you 
almost tricked me. Yeah, no, yeah. but it's like he, he made me care about him not being on the cover of Forbes as though it was like the greatest injustice that had ever happened to anybody in the history of humanity. Yeah. Just by the, the sheer like, you know, um, charisma of his voice and the yeah. way that he used it. And it's like there's moments like that on the album that that like that and I think that's what that can, what can be frustrating about it is that like it's like oh if maybe you had worked a little harder at this mm-hmm. you could have actually made this amazing yeah as opposed to it's all right yeah yeah let's actually listen to a little bit of that song this is on God by Kanye West from Jesus Is King how you get so much favor on your side except the measure Lord and Savior I replied. That's your love, that neighbor, not divide. I'm a ride, that's on God. His light shine the brightest in the dark. Single mothers know they got my heart. And all my brothers locked up on the yard. You can still be anything you want to be. Went from one and four to one and three. One of the things that's notable about that song is that it's uh, guest production by Pierre Bourne. Mm-hmm. Um who you know m- most people know for his production for artists like Playboy Cardi. But you could uh, argue that one of the problems with the album is the lack of Playboy Cardi. Like, because <laughs> like I think it's like Playboy That's Cardi. True. You don't really know what he's saying anyway. So it's like if he was just kind of like mumbling all over the songs and his like Goo Goo Gaga raps as yeah. you call them, it would be like like that would it would be appealing. Also, like most of the great records from this year have had. Like a Playboy Cardi verse on them, like yeah, Swanger's record yeah, or yeah. Tyler Creators. Yeah, it's true. So that might have been one of the issues. Like he got Pierre Bourne, so it's like kind of gesturing towards Playboy Cardi. Yeah, and you know, I think another interesting and cool thing about Kanye is like how throughout the years he's always been able to bring in uh, whoever the hot young producer is yes. on the album. Like you know, he had Metro Boomin on Life of Pablo. Yeah. You think even back to like Watts of Throne, they had like Lex Luger. Yeah, on yeah. the like this single, the lead single, um, uh, Ham. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Which I don't even think it made the album. I no, think it's it was... like a deluxe edition, basically. Yeah, yeah. And like uh, um, DJ Tomp did Can't Tell Me Nothing. Oh, right? okay, yeah, yeah. I think. And it's also interesting to know, I mean, talking about collaborators, also mentioned, we should also mention that Ronnie J has a production, some, some production credit on here, who's like Florida guy, you know, known for working with like the Smoke Perps and the mm-hmm. uh, Little Pumps of the world. But yeah, like the personnel on this album has changed a lot. Like in the you know in the gestation period of talking about the Yandi to Jesus is King. Like for instance, like Nicki Minaj mentioned that she, she was on a song that was called New Body mm. that she said she had to write her verse, rewrite it at least two times, and she was going to write it rewrite it a third time to make it like. But she's like, I don't even know how to. I don't even know how to deal with this. Basically, <laughs> right, right. You know, um, and then you know also. I think we alluded to it earlier, but like on the on the old Yandi album that like I think there with the leak is available on YouTube. Like there's a I don't know if the Takashi verse is on there, but there's a Takashi verse that was supposed to be part of that album that mm-hmm. that is like you know lost the universe. Mm-hmm. There's an Exodus Intensiyon verse that I think is is on the leak version. Mm-hmm. Um, Ty Dolla Sign is on that album, and he's also on this one. Yeah, and you know there's also you you got Ant Clemens on this album. I think it's also interesting to see who's who's writing for Kanye on this album. It's like mm-hmm. some of the usual suspects, uh, like Sci High the Prince. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he also had both uh, Pusha T and Mal- No Malice wrote for him extensively on this mm-hmm. album. And but you know the one name that is missing 
is is a rhyme fest. Yeah, yeah. Because they had a fall, a very public falling out that mm. involved Kim Kardashian last year. And for those of you that don't know, rhyme fest was like a longtime close friend of uh, of Kanye mm. West. He also wrote Jesus Walks. Huh. Uh huh. Wrote Jesus Walks. It's like footage, had... yeah, there's footage of Rhyme Fest performing Jesus Walks way before College Dropout came out. Wow. Yeah. They also had that really great song that is a Rhyme Fest song, Brand New. Oh yeah. Oh, that song is so, so good. good. Let's yeah. actually listen to a little bit of Brand New. <laughs> Why from not? The, from like the early years of Kanye. This yeah. is Rhyme Fest and Kanye West, Brand New. Brand New. Like it unless brand new. You might see me in my whip with my head pumping my. Shit, you don't like it, get off my dick, nigga. I don't like it unless it's you. You might see me in my wig with my bitch pumping my brand shit. You don't like it, get off my dick. They say your attitude determines your latitude. I'm high as a motherfucker, flies a motherfucker. And still the motherfucker you love to hate, but can't because you love what I make. Now ain't that about a bitch. And I'ma talk shit until I'm out of hits. They don't wanna turn these speakers up. They claim I ain't deep enough. All that talking I feed off of. Keep it up. I'm relaxing, my feet is up. I'm leaving you haters like when Shaq left the Lakers just to heat it up. I state the stats to stunt. I don't need the front. Make black history a day. I don't need them all. The survey says by the streets according. Kanye just important as Michael Jordan was to the NBA when he was scoring. Ralph Lauren was boring before I wore him in. I don't like it unless it's you might see me. One of the things that's really interesting kind of comes up in the Zane Lowe interview. I mean, one of the things about, okay, I just want to say why I'm talking. Usually I wouldn't want to talk about an interview that an artist did more than like their work because like I, I generally am more interested in a, in the work of an artist. The work makes me interested in an artist or a celebrity. If an artist doesn't, if a celebrity doesn't have work that I'm interested in, I'm not inter- generally very interested in them. You know, like it's why I don't I don't care one way or another about Kim Kardashian except as related to Kanye. Like I don't I'm not like one of these Kardashian haters. She just doesn't do anything. Doesn't provide any service. Doesn't make any art or anything like that. Because you don't contour. It's because I don't contour. That's a big problem in it your life too. It might be something I need to add to my life. Actually, consider it. Yeah, I should. No anyway, shade. no shade. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, we all got to do what we can about our chins and cheekbones. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, but like, like the Kanye, like this album is almost like ambient to me. Like, even though like the mm. lyrics are like, I don't want to listen to the lyrics True. on this. It's just kind of like some okay gospel samples, some semi-interesting other production. But like the, it's almost like the artist statement on it, which is the Zane Lowe interview uh-huh. is more interesting and puts a lot of it into like better relief. True. So like, cause some interesting stuff he talks about uh, in this includes him talking about like his relationship with Drake and how, you know, basically that he lives like he lives like a couple blocks from Drake, like a couple houses houses from Mm -hmm. Drake, which in probably the neighborhood is a couple blocks Uh, that like, you know, like he doesn't, he like kind of loves Drake. Ultimately Mm. he sees him as part of the same lineage as like Jay-Z. It was like, it was Jay-Z, then Kanye, then Drake, Mm. which is kind of fun, funny to me. And they all like, like as Kanye, like looked up to, jay-z and wanted to impress him so like with drake until he like surpassed him uh-huh. which i like i thought it was such an interesting way that like kanye saw it it's true and I, th- I think it also shows some like real like a real clear-eyed yeah awareness. sensible awareness yeah. of like the situation yeah and like you know i think i mean they obviously patched stuff up because 
uh, proved a sample of Say You Will uh, for his song Say What's Real from that mixtape. And, you know, it's just like, it's like stuff like that. He's, he's, it's like, I don't know. Zadie Smith got kind of canceled. Zadie Smith is a novelist, really wonderful novelist from the UK. She got kind of canceled in part for her defense, sticking up for Kanye. I mean, she had a lot of other things going on. It's true. And and I think it was, I think, uh, not to turn this into a literature podcast, but I think it was like, it was one thing in a sea of successive things. It was like, it was a different, it was the Harper. She wrote this article for Harper's about her children and like, that was like weird. And like, there's like, there's yeah, been a yeah. few things. Zayn sure. Smith. But one, one of the part of it, you could say, or like part of the things that people point to is like what, how she talked, defended Kanye after the MAGA stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and she like, and one of the, and I just bring it up because she referred to him as like a philosopher and like, you know, like sometimes uh, I find that our people will try and like uh, sort of, you know, try and legitimize an art form by comparing it to something else that's sort of considered more highbrow. So like people uh-huh. compare The Sopranos to like, it's like, it's like a really good film, a really good novel instead of it being really good TV. Yeah. Uh, and so it's kind of like when people call like rappers, poets or philosophers and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you're like, well, they're rappers. And like, it's good enough to be a rapper. Not, not to take this to a complete aside, but yeah. in the Lil Wayne documentary, The Carter, there's a great interview where he's <laughs> he's interviewed. I think he's like in, I don't know if it's in Amsterdam, but he's somewhere in Europe and he's talking to this guy and he's like, oh, you're from this like European dude. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm, he's like, oh, you're from, you're from New Orleans. Like yeah. the, the history of like jazz. Like, do you yeah. see like some, some element of jazz in your poetry? Yeah. And you just see Wayne's face and he's like, what and he's just like the guy keeps saying in your poetry he's like yeah. i'm not a poet i yeah. am a rapper yeah <laughs> like, exactly so, yeah. i don't know nothing about poetry or anything. he's like yeah, so yeah, angry yeah. <laughs> exactly um so you know but like there's there's something about like how kanye talks in this and it's like it's not like quite like philosophy for like capital p philosophy but he's like his views on things and the, he clearly just thinks about everything so much in his life Hmm. and and like not always in a really orthodox manner and like you know and not to be like this kind of like like sticking up for kanye's like bad political takes or whatever because you know that that's that subject's been done to death but i am like just so interested in in what he thinks about like pretty much anything you know Sure, his he's not good at politics, the mm-hmm. politics stuff. Mm-hmm. As you know, he can sort of speak on anything, but a lot of the stuff he speaks on is just like I don't know. It's like it, like again, like the lineage stuff. Him talking about his faith is just like interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Well, how Kanye experiences his faith is like, and he's so candid, and he's so like, even if he is so, sort of being a character. One of the things I really like that he says in it is that he comp- he compares himself to Kobe, and he's like. Kobe had five rings and, you know, I uh, did, you know, MVPs and so on and so forth. Sure, he got like uh, Achilles injury and like it kind of ended his career. But like no one talks about the Achilles injury. They talk about the championships, mm-hmm. the MVPs, his basketball accomplishments. And it's like when I got sick, why do people only seem to talk about the fact that I got sick? They don't like talk about all the things I did before I got sick. Mm. And it's like. I like I I I don't know. To me, like essentially, I, what I hear him saying is, I don't want to be di- like like uh, I don't want my diagnosis, my, my episode, mm-hmm. to define who I am as this artist. It's true. You it's know? true. I and I I totally understand, and I think that's 
wow, like I have a lot of, I can, I, I have a lot of empathy for that. I can mm-hmm. understand like where he's coming from. I think, and I think it's a fair statement. I think also, I mean, there's just like a, the way that the media cycle works, yes. you know, like the way that the, the meme industrial complex works mm-hmm. <laughs> is just like, it doesn't allow for us to, it's not about what you did 10 years ago. It's what you do. You're doing right now. Yeah. And if you continue to do things that give people material to paint you a certain way, mm-hmm. they're going to do that. Yeah. And I, I, I understand. And I, and I appreciate his, his, uh, his desire for people to kind of like look past it. And it's also like, especially with mental health stuff is just like really kind of unfair mm-hmm. to like, you know, treat his illness as though, you know, to have his Ill- illness invalidate everything that he says or does. Yeah. But I think for some people, it's the only way they can reconcile Kanye aligning himself with, with uh, Donald Trump mm-hmm. and his political movement is saying, well, you know, he's like lost to the world, you know, he's yeah, like, yeah. he's not well. Cause like, I think for a lot of people, it's like their years with Kanye are so reflective of how they view their own lives. And they don't want to have to like, they don't want to have to fuck with those memories by yeah, like, yeah, yeah. adding this. So they're like, this is like a different person, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. that's the only way they can kind of accept it. Yeah. I hear that. And like, I, I you know, I'm not, obviously I'm not defending his views or anything, but I, I, I think it's like, it just, I don't know. It's not, it's obviously not Kanye apologizing for the mega shit because he still kind of is on the mega shit. Mm-hmm. But it's also kind of like, you know, he talks about how bad that year was, how like, and, and all that stuff. So I'm kind of like, it, I don't know, at least he, he's putting his, that time in perspective. Uh-huh, I know it's true. And I, 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 I feel for him. I mm-hmm. mean, the, anytime he starts talking about the, the, the Trump stuff, I'm like, nigga, shut up. <laughs> like, yeah. you really, like, he just like, it just, I mean, I think the thing is, is like, sometimes I'm like, I can sort of understand what you're trying to say, mm-hmm. but like, you're not like, if you say like stuff like, um, you know, the, like the Democrats, the Democrats, they like supported slavery yeah, <laughs> or like whatever. Yeah, it's like, shit like that. buddy, yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> like, you know how long that was? Yeah, it's like, yeah. you know, like, or like, I just feel like politically like when i hear him speak i'm just like okay i don't really want to hear this yeah um but anything else i'm down to listen to <laughs> you yeah, know what yeah, i mean yeah. i'll listen to him talk about his religion i'll listen to him talk about making domes yeah i'll listen to him talk about you know wanting to become you know like a does fashion designer like i'm interested in all of that it's just yeah. like the politics stuff is just like i just i just don't want to hear it yeah you know it sucks I, it's, I mean there's kind of an interesting thing with kanye where he just sort of, you know, he has a lyric where he's like, I pop a wheelie on the zeitgeist. Yeah. And it's like Kanye, I think, like, has, is impressionable in this kind of way that, like, whatever is sort of happening, he wants to sort of, he he's, like, attracted, he's, like, magnetized to it. He wants to circumvent to, it. Like, well, to just be in, in it. Uh-huh. Like, I think he wants to be in the storm, whatever it is. Well, like, I think that's a, that's exactly why he worked with Exercise Tentacion mm-hmm. and Takashi 6 9 Yeah. Um, like when they were like the lightning rods of controversy yeah, and, and just like to, to a lot of people radioactive yeah. and that, and that drew Kanye to them. Yeah. Cause he was like, well, they're making interesting music yeah, and they're really hot in the zeitgeist. So I'm going to go. Yeah. Exactly. You know? I mean, it's the same reason why he w- would in like 2007 more neon and became like kind of obsessed with like Daft Punk 
and stuff. You uh-huh. know, like Daft Punk, after he lost to Simeon Mobile Disco at the European like, uh-huh. Music Awards, he like became, you know, he's like, oh, what is this? Like, what's this French disco thing that's like happening right now? You know, that was like a, a real like moment in time. And like Kanye was a part of it, you know, as fashion has become like mainstream in the last decade, like you know i i've i'm someone who's into fashion i've been into fashion for a long time and like when it in 15 years ago it was a niche you know like it was some people like there's like okay there's like rich people who wear a lot of like expensive clothes just because they need to spend their money on things and then there's uh you know people who are like into fashion and it's a weird little subculture Hmm. now i go to my like convenience store and like the guy the like guy behind the counter some like teenager is wearing like a balenciaga hat and like an off-white hoodie you know it's like one of the weird things about this decade and like kanye has like been like on that from like the ground level uh-huh. and so i feel like part of the the trump thing is like he you know he's always said he's like into the energy of like the the, the trump movement which is like really annoying because it's like that's the least important fucking part about yeah, it it's also a frightening statement yeah on its own. <laughs> it is for sure but it's also like that that it does doesn't ex- excuse it, but it ex- sort of explains it, especially if he's not wasn't quite right in the first place. Yeah, I, I think one other thing I will say that I I heard Wesley Morris say at this talk that he did in Toronto earlier this year is he's talking about what Kanye and I'm gonna like kind of bastardize what he's saying, but essentially the paraphrasing is that like Kanye is always sought to be more than what he was supposed to be, like yes. in quotes. Yes, and like you know, especially you know as a wealthy successful black man hip-hop artist Mm -hmm. you know where probably the majority of his peers like people who have similar like backgrounds as him Mm -hmm. like other black millionaires that Mm -hmm. he's like in legion with are people who are probably big democrats yeah and in a way in a way that feels like by rote you have to be a democrat yeah and part of what he's pushing back against is that you can tell him to be anything be based on who he is. Yeah. Kanye's thing has always been like, I'm me. I, I like, you know, I, and there's, and there's been times that that is like, I think, you know, has, it has like placed him on the, on, in some ways, what some people would consider to be the right side of politics, mm-hmm. like the hurricane Katrina moment, the George yeah. Bush doesn't care about black people. Yeah. And I also think that's probably like a different Kanye. It's like earlier in his career before, mm-hmm. like he'd been <laughs> yeah. so like, hollywood eyes for so long yeah but um i think that now like what he's like trying to advocate for is like you know i'm a black person i'm allowed to have whatever opinion on anything that i want yeah and you can't tell me what i'm supposed to what opinion i'm supposed to have because other black people have that opinion that has nothing to do with me yeah i'm my own person which at its core i can respect yeah and i do respect actually at its core i do respect that yeah i just I, you know i mean i just think the execution of it at, the, at a time like this is like buddy this is not what we need from yeah, you yeah, yeah. it's like it's you also, know? i mean it's also like i fully i'm fully expect that you know knock on wood trump isn't president in like a year and a half Kanye's gonna be like He's gonna he's gonna sing some other tune. Like, he's not gonna be like, oh, it's a shame that Trump isn't president anymore. He's just gonna be like completely moved on. You're probably right. And speaking of singing tunes, one of the songs that I like on this album is a song that's very out of tune. It is the song "God Is," and there's been a lot of talk about how bad the singing is on it. Mm. But I still fucking like it. Yeah, it's like, like there's it there's just so much feeling in it, and it just like it kind of like. I mean, I think that what you said about this album being kind of like an ambient album is an interesting way to think to look at it because I think that's what it was like for me when I was really listening to it on repeat, like mm-hmm. the day it came out, and in the days after, it's like 
listening to this album on repeat, it just kind of like, you know, subsue, you just kind of like fades into the rest of your life. You yeah, know? yeah. And I feel like God is, is a good example of that because it's like, it's not even so much about what he's saying or how he's singing it. Mm-hmm. It's just like the feeling his voice gives you yeah, yeah. is something that I really enjoy. Yeah. So let's listen to God is uh, from Jesus' King. Everything that I bear, praise the Lord. Worship Christ with the best of your portions. I know I won't forget all he's done. He's the strength in this race that I run. Every time I look up, I see God's faithfulness. And it shows just how much he is miraculous. I can't keep it to myself. I can't sit here and be still. Everybody I will tell till the whole world is healed. King of kings, Lord of lords, all the things he has in store. From the rich to the poor, all are welcome through the door. Probably my favorite thing that Kanye says in the interview is like when he's asked sort of about like how he feels about doing music kind of going forward. And he talks about how he feels like essentially it would be a waste, a waste of, of all the things he's been given in life that God gifted him this talent for music. And so that he can never really stop making music because he feels like taking for granted that gift will may mean everything else falls away. Mm. And because of that, it's like he, that notion that like he like will keep making music even if it's guided by Christianity is, I don't know. There's something about that. Like, is it, you, you don't expect really humility in Kanye. Mm, mm, you know what I mean? Mm. And then frankly, I think like for a while, I've been kind of worried that Kanye was just going to like, you know, retire to be like a full-time sneaker slash dome designer. Mm-hmm. And like, this kind of, it's like, it, it, it's clear that kind of through the uh, Sunday, um service services and th- for this album and probably i think just kind of changing his his viewpoint going forward because i think for so long he didn't want to be seen as a rapper he talks about not wanting to rap on this album mm-hmm. but then his pastor being like it's just a genre it's not devil's music you should rap on it you've mm-hmm. got like a gift for it 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 says to me that like kanye has kind of adjusted to at least to his feelings about where music is in his life and that is like kind of maybe the biggest comfort you could take away from this whole thing all right thank you for listening to this episode of catch up uh once again uh if you're a new listener go back to the archives we've got a lot of good stuff in there just like cycle through and see if there's any artists you're interested in and even if there there aren't just like you know close your eyes and like pick one yeah exactly. you might like it you don't, um, you don't know what you, it might give you a, a side of the artist you never really seen before or heard or thought of. It's very true. Uh, otherwise, like, you know, follow us on Instagram and reach out to us on Instagram. Let us know how you feel about what we're talking about. Give us feedback, uh, episode suggestions, um, you know, whatever. It's at Ketchup Podcast on Instagram. We're also on Patreon if you have the means and would like to support us in our growth and doing more live episodes and doing other cool things. Uh, it's patreon.com slash catch up podcast and uh yeah boosie fade 41 at the shop on friday november 8th and we're showing king of new york at the 
the Tiff Bell Lightbox on Thursday, November 7th. So come through. So come meet, meet some people. Make some new friends. Yeah. Shout out our producer, Kyle, one time. Shout out our researcher, Corey. Corey, you're the man. We appreciate you. And yeah, until next week. Yes. Goodbye. God bless. Jesus King.